I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season 8, episode 30, should have been 31. What happened last week, John and Nigel? Welcome, by the way. Good evening, John. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm at home talking to you in my loft. And good evening, Nigel. Where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. We... So, uh, no George tonight. He's uh, got a leaving due because it's a Tuesday because it was back holiday yesterday. So, let's start with you, Nigel. What happened last week? As I predicted, no podcast. Well, yeah, you did predict it, but you were wrong with the reasons. What happened last week was my first day starting a new job. I was a dickhead and left my phone at home. Sorry, I didn't know you recorded your podcast on the phone. Well, no, but what it meant was no one could get in touch with me to find out whether I could make the podcast. And also, strangely, it happened to be my first day. They There was a job that sort of dragged on a bit later. So I'm working in South Ken. I didn't leave there till nearly six o'clock. So by the time I got home to get hold of my phone, the message had gone out, no podcast. All right. So John, it was my John, fault. The show, must, the show must go on. Why didn't you carry on on your own? There was only two of them. Couldn't be our show. <laughs> At least honest. that's honest. And At ask him, honest. hold up. Ain't there internet in Ireland then? I was, but I was flying at the time, wasn't I? Was you? I was in the air as you were supposed oh, to be right. recording, yeah. About to land badly. Yeah, I did land badly. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> Era, and then yeah. got diverted on the way back after an engine yeah. failure. On the way back, did they in. ask you not to sit on the window seat, but to sit on yeah, the aisle? Yeah, they probably did. They yeah. probably did. Balance did you have a out. bad flight, Sean, on the way back? Well, on the on the way there, uh, a lot of crosswinds, and we were, we had a really hard landing at Knock. We nearly got diverted to Shannon Airport. On the way back, we got up Air Lingus all the way there, just, just could see the English coast over the Bristol Channel, and the pilot goes, uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a problem with one of our engines and we are going to divert to Dublin Airport. Um, and it was, it would have been quicker to land at Gatwick than it was to go to Dublin. But anyway, University of Dublin, we spent hours queuing up and this and that. It took us to an airport in uh, City West where the Irish poker tournament was being played. 
Irish Open. Uh, we got drunk um, four o'clock in the morning, jumped on uh, a bus to take us back to the airport, and uh, jumped on a plane back. In the story. <coughs> nice. Hmm. Anyway, fun, fun, it's fun. not it's not an aircraft podcast. It is a football podcast. So let's talk about some football. We played Leicester City, the Foxes, at the weekend. Um, John, I know you weren't there, but well, let's not start that again. Go on. Do you want to say why? Oh, because I wasn't invited to a very special occasion that you were invited to, so I did something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nigel, you were there. I was there. Unfortunately, next to me. Uh, was oh yeah, I was actually yeah, I did sit next to you. Yeah, <laughs> in between you and uh, Ian Dow. Yeah, so there's a joke there, isn't there? Um, <laughs> we went. Uh, we let, let's just tell the story. Um, Jonathan Ross, uh, not the chat show king, uh, from Texas. He's a West Ham fan from Texas. Jr. Uh, Jr. Who we know, and not Jr. Ewing, the oil baron. Um. We know through a mutual friend, uh, David Holdsink, um, and I say that deliberately because I know he'd be going, that's not my name, uh, from West Ham Till I Die, Ian Dale, Dan Silver, who used to work for The Sun, who else was there? Uh, Daily uh, Mirror, but now at The Telegraph. Daily Mirror, he did do The Sun as well. He's did he? now at The Telegraph. Enemy, yeah. you forgot, which is probably... Enemy. And uh, who else was there? And a couple of David's friends... David's yeah. boss, who runs a wine company, etc. Um, will you tell the story? Because we, we've been corporate before with JR, but this time you offered to host him in the poor seats, didn't you? Yes. So he has his annual trip over. And, he, you know, the man... He's not He's not short of a bobber to No, all right, yeah. He's not short. It's, that's neither here or there. Um, in in a way, the, the man when he comes over, he comes over once a season, at best. He, he perhaps he likes a, you know a bit of luxury. I don't know. He, he said he was coming over in the group email, and I told him, save your money. You know, don't spend all that. Come come in with me. You can sit next to me. I'll have a spare seat that game. We'll go in the supporters' club. I told him we'll have Bob's Burger and Chips for a fiver. Not each, but a fiver for the burger and chips. We'll have, you know, jugs of lager, four pints for 15 quid. We'll get drunk in the supporters' club and stumble over to the ground and we'll have a right old um, laugh. To which he kindly um, said no. Well, the most expensive box in in the uh, stadium. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know about that. But uh, well, I, I mean, yeah, he, 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 he paid for a 10-man box and invited, you know, nine people to be his guests. Yeah, box number nine it was. Yeah. Um, so, um, before we talk about the football, um, it was... West Ham Claret Carpet Day, uh, and we we went to go pitch side on the carpet, didn't we, Nigel? And actually stroked the carpet. I think there's a picture of you and Ian Dale on your knees on the carpet, isn't there? Yes, <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, that was Ian's idea. I don't know what was behind it, but um, I was getting any carpet burns. 
no. What did you think of the carpet? Come on, this is you. I think it, I think it added to the stadium. Do you? Yeah. But did I've not said that from back in the SAB days when we questioned why it was green? You know that the club wanted green to hide the distance to try and disguise the distance. But actually, when you look at it, when you look at the pictures, especially from further back, uh, actually, I think you can. We all know the gaps there now, and I think this is the reasoning. We all know the gaps there. We all know how big it is. It's been done and to death now. I think the claret carpet does make it look better. It don't make it a football stadium. I ain't changed the way you know. I feel about the stadium and West Ham being there. That will never change. But is it better than green? Yes, it is. Did it did deserve you, did the big deal? Did you write an article about it? Well, I wrote an article, yes, last week. Where? Where? On West Ham Till I Die. Oh, do you do you write for West Ham yeah, Till I Die? Yeah, I do now. I've got, I've, got the, <laughs> I've got the tough Thursday gig. So it's not worth talking about the game because about six people before me have done that. Yeah. So I, I have to come up with different things to uh, to occupy people's minds that day. And you wrote about the carpet. And I wrote about the carpet and how Karen Brady wanted it green from day one. And Karen Brady got it green carpet. Now but, she wants it clown. Yeah. She got it clown. And then I, I wrote about my conspiracy theory that Karen Brady um, got Slavin Bilic to actually uh, say that it was causing problems with the players. To try and oh, use this leverage. You only, you only did that because someone told you that. Well, it was a pure conspiracy theory, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she wouldn't really do that, would she? No. No. John, John, what, what's your view on the claret carpet? I know you haven't seen it up front and real, and you haven't stroked its uh, astroturf, but you've seen pictures. Yeah, it looks like a claret carpet with... Uh shitty badge on it um yeah if I can you don't only... think it makes the place look a bit better a bit more west ham i a bit can't more... say i haven't seen it sean no, you all you okay. if nigel says it looks better and you obviously gonna say it looks better mm. hopefully it does you know it it, it, I agree. Right. it looks better than having green yeah i mean i agree with the fact that everyone's aware now how far away we are from the pitch so if it if it does help in any way to frame the pitch and make it a different colour and you know but also shows you we're, we're keeping London in the badge forever because they've put it on the on the pitch haven't they right did you ever think it was going to be taken off well apparently the club listened so I thought maybe they would do well there's listening and there's them saying well we're not going to change our brand do, is there enough people maybe this is a poll one do you think there's the majority of people Either over fifty percent want London off the badge, or do you think it's a minority? I would say by now a lot of people would be like me, who are past caring and just had enough. Yeah, of it there's all. apathy. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. There's apathy now. Sorry. That's the badge. That's where it is. The badge changed lots of times. I, I think most people don't care anymore. If I'm honest with you. Yeah, and then although just bringing you back in, Nigel, you got in a bit of trouble wearing a um, a London badge, didn't you? Oh. In, in your shed. Sorry to mention it. Yeah. Go on, you can explain that one. Well, part of going in the box is we got a free shirt. Now, bearing in mind, I've not bought any um, 
stuff out of the club shop with the badge on. I bought stuff out of the club shop, but not with the new badge on. But this was a gift, as was the scarf. Uh, I didn't wear the scarf. And yes, as a thank you to the two American friends, I I invited them over to my house for Easter because they were going to be here on Sunday. So for a laugh, um, I put the shirt on. With me West Ham shorts, yes. Even though the shorts had the old badge on because they were from when I borrowed the kit 10 years ago and I put the shirt on because on the back of the shirt, it says Shed Man. So they've actually had their photo with me standing backwards in front of the shed and them either side. Um, So it was a laugh. to show you're bringing the brand out, you put an American flag. I I love that you're trying to send the brand. Yes, so, so, you know, because I am a great host. So to make the host feel at home... I specifically ordered uh, the Stars and Stripes and uh, put it up on the shed for them in between my Union Jack and my West Ham St. George's Cross that never comes down. And he calls us out of town, as John. Well, you can't change where you're born, can you? (laughs) Anyway, um, before we move on to the game, uh, in the box, you met, first of all, Brian Deer, there's some pictures on our Facebook group. <laughs> yes. Um, not that I recognise, I'll be honest, I had no idea who he was. Lucky I was there, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, we also had Stuart Slater, I did, who's been on the podcast before, I didn't remind him that, but Stuart Slater was there. Uh, Keith Robson was there. Um, did you know who he was when he walked in? No, no, no idea. <laughs> um, then there was... Um, Alan Taylor, I did recognise him. Yeah, uh, he didn't stay with us very long. No, and of course, and, and we had Marlon Harewood in our box as well. Yeah, so we're sport for choice, weren't we? No cart and coal. What did uh, I know? You had a little chat with uh, Brian Deer. What What did you talk about? Uh, we, we Brian, <laughs> he, he probably don't remember. He, he as a kid, I met Brian quite a few times because he was friends with my uncle. So we was catching up about my uncle and how he was doing. Yeah. yeah. Who else did you talk to? Stuart Slater as well. Yeah, Stuart Slater. Yeah. I spoke to him. What did you what did you say to him? We was talking about the youth team and how good you know, how well they're the well, the crop of youngsters that are there coming through. Are they ready? Are they not? Does he think they'll do it? Does he think they're not? Yeah. Yeah, good. Um so Let's move on to the game because we had our uh, not heated seats, but we had our, our seats on the halfway line. Very good seats. Halfway line. Well, we were to the left, weren't we? You're right. We were quite way over to the left, right. not halfway on the edge of the penalty area. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, was it that it far was over? that far over. Yeah, I don't know. I'd had too much champagne by then. <laughs> Is he giving? God, just point. I did not drink champagne. Did you not? Don't, did you? I don't drink beer? champagne. So I'm, yeah, I only drank the beer. Okay, so. Uh, That's all right, let's start with you. Of the game. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, right. You were there? Yeah. I'd, what happened? Well, I'd, it was a lackluster start again, even though we scored first for a change, which was good. But, I mean, neither side, you know, typical mid-table end-of-season football game, really. I, I mean, you wouldn't think the seventh-spot championship title was on the line. Um, you know, we're still in this mathematical outside chance of winning the seventh spot trophy. And um, 
the possibility of a UEFA Cup spot that may go with it. But we 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 lack something up front. You, you know, Arnautovic huffed and puffed, but he didn't get a lot of service again. But the the second half was far more entertaining. And then, I don't know, the Perez... Who scored the first goal? Uh, for us? Yeah. Yeah, you, you put me on the spot now. <laughs> I've forgotten. Hold on, I'm trying to think of the goal. Antonio, He's... yes, the header. Yeah. The header. what did he do? What was his goal? Yeah, oh, yeah, he stroked the carpet, didn't he? He stroked the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> do you stroke um, the carpet often, Sean? <laughs> I did on Saturday. There's a picture of me stroking the carpet. Nice. Is that some euphemism that I don't know about? No. Stroking the carpet. Just a no. question. All right, okay. I think biting the carpet's a euphemism. But... Okay. So, uh, Antonio scored the first goal. Uh... Yeah, Antonio scored the first goal. They come. They got back into the game in the second half. Yeah. You know, we've seen it. And then, you know, he brought Perez on. Perhaps we all wonder, really? You know, considering Perez is supposed to be out of favour on his way out, mm. why are we yeah. still bothering with him? But then again, I thought he made a difference. He, he, yeah. Well, so did Obiang, by the yeah. way. Obiang was the one who gave the assist after everyone was moaning, oh, my God, here we go, Obiang and Perez. He, he was a bit like... lucky with the, with the rebound off the post for his goal but I mean the the goal that didn't stand people screw, you know it's been shown I've not seen match of the day so it's been shown from the stills that I've seen you know on the photographs on Twitter that he was onside sitting in the stadium we weren't far level with him he did look offside you know being in the stadium you don't you don't really see it and that leads us down to Next season, so, that would have been a goal. Two one up. You had that in your super six, and what happened? Oh no, you had one all, didn't you? I had one all. Yeah, um, I had two one. Um, well, then you the, couldn't write the script, could you? Two one up, thinking we got this one in the bag, and we fall asleep at the back again, yeah. and we allow them through, and they get the equaliser, and. <sighs> I don't. I'm not sure. I've, perhaps I felt we we deserved the win, but it was a disappointing performance when you compare it to the Man United game the week before. Yeah, where we pl- yeah. where we played Man United off the park. Even though when we look at Everton's result now, perhaps you know, it, it perhaps that shows us. You know, it's all right one yeah. thing performing, but you got to get the results when you do that against the yeah. big teams. Yeah, 49% possession for West Ham, 51% for the visiting Foxes, 11 shots apiece, uh, three on target for West Ham, five on target for Leicester. So it seemed a pretty even game. John, I know you didn't watch it live because you were away on a romantic weekend, but you watched uh, the um, match of the day or the highlights. What, what was your view from the highlights? Um, I didn't know. I saw a couple of bits on Twitter, so... Not really best place to say anything, mate. <clears throat> you saw the goal that you saw the goal. I saw the Antonio saw the goal, goal, and I saw the offside thing. Everyone was saying we were robbed again offside, and all this stuff about officials. And if we had VAR this season, we'd have like eight more points or ten more points. And I see all that going on, but yeah. I wasn't really in I mean, a position to uh, watch it. For for me, for me again, Arnie. In, a, in our Clarence Hugh uh, poll, 
uh, or, or player ratings. Um, Antonio got the biggest rating. He was the only one to score a seven this week. And thoroughly deserved. I thought he, he ran his socks off and you know, didn't look like a person about to leave. Um, uh, the worst player by a long way was was Marco Anatovic. And again, I know you keep on saying he doesn't get any service, Nigel, but he just he just doesn't seem the same Marco Anatovic. And you'll say he doesn't get the service, but... Well, he's um, not, is he? At, at, at the end of the day, if you look... I'd... <laughs> He's not getting the ball run for him. Whether some of that is the way he's doing. I mean, before he used to be out to beat, you know, last season, start of this season, he would beat a man. He's not doing that. Yeah. You know, he's not, yeah. he's, for whatever reason, he's being pushed out wide by the defender. He's, he could be, you know, he's making the wrong choices. Perhaps where it came naturally to him when he was on form, all the upsets probably got to him. The fans turning him's got to him. And now he's trying to overtry where it was natural. Now it's forced, and where it's forced, it don't come right. Hmm. So he scored uh, six goals in in total. In like uh, what is it? How many starts? It's not many starts, you know. It's in like six starts. Uh, most of his is um, has been substitute. He's had ten substitute appearances. Now eleven. Who are you talking uh, about? I'm, I'm talking about Lucas Perez. Oh, right. Sorry, I moved on to Lucas right. Perez. I should have said that. <laughs> Lucas Perez, by and, and, and I should have said, actually, you're right, right. I go, what's he talking about? Lucas Perez, pound for pound, and goals per minute, is doing far better than Marco Anatovic, but he doesn't seem to get a chance. You think that's unfair? Um... Well, he's, he, it, it does seem that he had a falling out with Pellegrini. So there's obviously... Six goals that. from six starts, plus another 10 um, substitute appearances. Yeah, so you can see that he has got that goal touch and I suppose points to, uh, goals to minute ratio, he's probably leading the way. He is. <laughs> So sorry, someone's just texted me something funny. Um, so yeah, he's he's leading the in leading the way, but he's had this problem with his attitude where there was the rumor was it Everton away where it was accused that he did he didn't want to come off the bench. Yeah, and which he come out he and denied. Done, yeah, he hasn't wanted to train. He was sent to to train with the under twenty threes as a punishment. Um, he was accused of not putting effort in. He was accused that he's not the kind of player for for Pellegrini, even though Pellegrini chose him. So there's some strange stuff coming out about him. Um, it'll be interesting to see who he starts against Spurs next week. Um, so I'm looking at his stats now. He scored three goals coming off the bench. Well, yeah. actually, tell a lie. He scored... Sub, sub. So he scored five goals coming off the bench. Has he? So perhaps is it his best position is coming off the bench? Hmm. He's a super sub. Or not what's so your view? What's your view on Perez, uh, John? Um, we haven't really seen a great deal of him, have we? Really? He, you know, he has scored a few goals, as we know, coming on. But all right. 
Stick or twist. Well, I don't, you know, again, it's all this stuff about his attitude and not fancied by the manager and playing for the under-23s yeah. and or training with the under-23s. So, mm. you know, he doesn't, I've seen him start and not do a lot. So, you know, he's quite often, if he starts, he'd have, I don't think, as out of all of that, how many 90 minutes has he played? I don't, I think that would be, that would tell you. Thanks. I'll tell Six. you. No, 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 no. So is it not? He, Six starts. But right, this is his appearance. So he came on as a sub, came on as a sub, started the game, but got subbed off, then was subbed. So he's fit. So he played the whole of the Macclesfield game, scoring one goal. He was then subbed off in his next four appearances. He was then a substitute in his next four appearances. His next three games were starts, but he got subbed off in every game. His next three appearances after that, he came on as a sub. Then he started against Everton, but got subbed off. And then he's come on as a start sub. So he's never done 90 minutes. So, yeah, in so that, I mean, that tells you he's obviously not showing enough when he gets his chance to to keep yeah. his place. So I mean, I mean, in the Premier League, he's played four games, come on as a sub nine times, but scored three goals. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just, you know, I don't think he's staying, Sean. I think he's been he'd be gone. No, I, I don't think so. But that, that's what do we do? I don't think Marco Anatovic is going anywhere. I don't think a, a, a big well, yeah, big is going to come is, in. They, from, they, from they've messed that up, haven't they? They've done their usual. Well, it does appear with hindsight. It does appear with doesn't hindsight. Doesn't appear anything with hindsight. We all said at the time, take the money. Well, I think they thought that China would come back in and they would sell him for forty-five million in the summer, but that looks increasingly unlikely. Oh no, because he's only worth about five million now, isn't he? The way he's performing. Oh come on, he's worth more. Sean, than he's thirty. Million, he's thirty years definitely. old, and he's a he's a goal-scoring midfielder. How much is yeah. he worth? He's worth more All than right, five 10. million. I can tell you. More than ten. I've seen people on Twitter saying we're going to get seventy million for him. Yeah, so I did see not... that. That was ridiculous. Oh, what, for an hour? Yeah. yeah, yesterday, someone went... 70 million, for, 70 million like, for... So, that. you know... Yeah, we're never going to get be 70 real. million. We're not even Let's be realistic. Points. How much did we pay for him? 28 or something? No, we paid uh, 25 with add-ons. About 28 then. So... No, no, no. 25 including oh, right, add-ons, okay. sorry. 20. It was 20 So, I reckon add-ons. we'll get 10, 12 mil for him. No. Yeah. We need to get our money back, I think. Who's, who's going to pay right, 28 million for a. Not 25, 25 million. 25 million then for a 30 to 31 year old striker now on a downward slope, not just in age, but in performances. Where are you going to get that? China. Do you reckon? They offer 35. I don't see that why they wouldn't Did offer 25. They? Yeah, they did. Yes, definitely. 100%. Should have taken it then. 100%. Well, uh, mate, with hindsight, yeah. Let's talk with about hindsight. Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, at the time we said. Chikorito. Chikorito, a uh, lot of stories on him. Um, manager said he couldn't play because he had a bad ear. His girlfriend was posting pictures of him on a uh, private jet out in Italy, although those pictures I've been told by the club were the previous weekend. Yesterday, there's pictures of him having snow thrown in his ear, um, saying, well, and everyone's saying, what about his bad ear? Um, 
Now, I spoke to someone at the club this morning and they said, look, um, Pellegrini's changed things slightly. So what used to happen with David Moyes is used to have, if you played on a Saturday, you'd have Sunday off and you'd have Wednesday off. Pellegrini wants to give the players two consecutive days. If they play on the Saturday, they get the Sunday and Monday off and they only have to be in at like 10 o'clock on Tuesday. So a lot of the players then fly away for the weekend as they can because they're rich. Uh, and that's what um, Chicorito did. So he flew away to uh, the Italian Alps and he was in the snow and he was having some time with his girlfriend, pregnant girlfriend. Um, but he flew back. He was back at Rush Green this morning at 10 o'clock training and he's expected to be fit for this Saturday for Spurs. But <clears throat> the people who were saying, and we had a little chat on our WhatsApp group this morning, that maybe the club were lying. I was sent a picture today that came off Instagram that shows um, Hernandez with a swollen face. So he did have an ear infection. Whether it was because he was flying backwards and forwards to Italy, I can't tell you. But he was unfit to play, even though Good Friday he did train with the team. He wasn't fit on Saturday. He flew off at the weekend. Fair enough. He's allowed to do that. It's his days off. He's back in training, working today, work towards um, being ready for, for Spurs. Same question to you, though, John, about Hernandez. Stick or twist? Um, uh, twist. Yeah. Yeah? Get rid of him for 10 million. Yeah. And... yeah I, I, he, again, he's not really taking his chance. And I know he's got a history of goal scorer and all this, but he hasn't really, he's had opportunities, not really taking his chance. So, I mean, we, we've got a problem up front. We've got a big problem up front. We have, yeah. <laughs> we've got a big problem yeah. up front. Nigel, stick or twist? And, and do you believe the whole bad ear story? Are you one of these conspiracy theorists? Oh, I'm not. The, the thing for me is, I don't like the fact, even if he had a bad ear, I don't like the fact he's gone off on holiday. I don't think that's right. If you've got an ear infection, you don't fly on a plane. Yeah, you don't get on a plane, no. So there's a bit of me that thinks... Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. The ear infection was after he flew back. So let's just get the the timeline right. He flew out to Italy, last, not last weekend, the weekend before. That's where the pictures were taken on the private jet. He flies back. On the way back that he reports back for Tuesday, he's got an ear infection, maybe from flying on a private jet. He then can't train during the week because of you've seen the picture of his swollen ear and swollen face it's then okay enough to fly this weekend just yeah but that's what i'm saying that's not right that you know he's mistraining and whatever he should have been at the game years ago the players were at the game they go there he was at the game Whoa, 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 whoa. he was at the game this weekend he was at the game he was at the game and he trained on friday you just said he flew back out yeah, on Sunday. Oh, after the game. He was away on Sunday and Monday, yeah. On oh. on Saturday. Now, that's what a lot of the players do. They fly out on, on Saturday night. Oh, right. That's fair enough, isn't it? It's up to do... Isn't it up yeah, to them he... to do what they call on their days off? Yes. Yes, it is. Now, whether they should be flying backwards and forwards and whether that affects their ears, I don't know. But we don't hear about lots of people having ear infections. Yeah, I mean, but, the, the picture that y- you sent us, he was definitely not right. 
to be fair yeah. to him. But then Although again, Canning Town Lane talked to the photo of me to put me with an ear infection as well. So I did one of Canning Town Lane as well. Yeah, so I don't know if... But we don't, how do we know how old that picture is? Well, it came off his Instagram story um, um, last week. But see, this and this is a problem where it comes to footballers with social media. I don't follow any, like, really footballers. When they've retired, I'll follow them. But I don't really, because I think that... I, I get that they're entitled to a life and what they do in their private time and whatever. But unfortunately, it can be misconstrued by a lot of people. And we know how there's a lot of idiots on social media. And they look into things and overthink things and, yeah. and and love to take pops at people when realistically they don't know the full truth. But sometimes what they post leads people down that path. Okay. All right. Stick or twist for uh, Hernandez, going back to the original question. It, for me, I've said this before, it all depends on we've got four strikers at the moment we can't really afford to lose all four of them. Well, Andy Carroll's definitely going. All right, so that's one. We've already talked about Perez. I think you both said twist. So, so for me, I would try and keep Hernandez and Arnautovic while okay, bringing in... Arnautovic is staying. Yeah, so I would keep the two of them and try it for, for another season Gomez. and bring one bring more in. Hernandez yeah. doesn't strike me as he wants to be here. So, if I, Oh, no, if he wants to leave, he wants to then leave, he goes. He goes. Yeah, now we're going to be stuck with. Do you know? Do you know our host, uh, Jonathan Ross, said to the club, and he put this in writing. Do you know? I don't know if you heard this story. No. About Gomez. No. He he's he's got a legally binding contract. Look, he he spent a lot of money with the club on this box, as we've said before. He put in a legally binding agreement with the club that if they sign <laughs> a Gomez in the summer, he's going to double the fee that he paid for the box. Really? That's what he said. And I said, was that a joke, though? And he said, no, no. It's, I put it in writing just, just to make absolutely clear. Oh, right. Well, all right. You know how the club, they forget about yeah. it. Um, I mean, just to highlight, I think I said this in, in the thing, in regards to corporate hospitality, if you look at why the clubs push corporate hospitality so much, I worked out that in the four or five years I've known John, he has given more money to West Ham than I have in 25 years. Yeah. Talking of of corporate hospitality, as you probably know, a number of people aren't renewing this year. Um, I got told on Saturday it's about 80% renewing. But that means 20% are not in corporate. And there's 3,600 of them, so do the math. Um, What they're being told is... And I've had this by four people now, and I will be talking to the club. If let's say you've been a season ticket all your life, a holder all your life, and then you decided to upgrade to corporate hospitality, if you decide not to renew because it's gone up by a lot, eleven percent or something, or fifteen percent, some, um, and you've got to sign up for another three years, some people have called time and said, "Yeah, I don't want to renew corporate hospitality." What do you think they when you they say they've got they want to go back to be a general season ticket holder? What do you think they're told? They can't. It's the same way. Same way we can't. I can't go and sit next to Nigel if I wanted to. You can. You can, John. No, you can actually. Well, I I clarified that. Yeah, you can. You can downgrade. I thought we weren't allowed to. 
I thought that you can't. The only thing you can't do is downgrade to a child. So if you're an adult, you can't downgrade oh, right, to a okay. child ticket. You can upgrade from junior to adult, and then you can downgrade to over sixty-five when you become over sixty-five. But you can downgrade. Or so upgrade can they go from hospitality to a season ticket then? No, no, they, they can't. can't. And that's upset quite a lot of people, understandably, um, who said, well, hang on, I was a season ticket. And do you know what they've been told? Yeah, get to the back of the queue. You can pay £10 to join the waiting list. I kid you not. You can pay £10 to join. Is the that what they were actually told? Board. That's what they were I'll actually told. do that because they'll probably get a ticket this season because they're going to that, wipe that waiting list out, aren't they, this season? Surely. 36,000. Do you not think I that's wrong, I... Sean? It's, it's completely wrong. Yeah, I do. I I will complete, and I, I will talk to club on that because I think it's totally wrong. Um, funny enough, it happens just just to even it and balance it up a little bit. John and I went corporate at Chelsea, as you know. Um, so he is special sometimes, by the way. Um, and when we went there, uh, we met a season ticket holder who paid a fortune, not from his own money. Sorry, from his own money, not his company money. And he was paying like six grand or seven grand for a season on his own to be in one of these corporate lounges. And he didn't know if he was going to renew next season. And he was told the same, yeah, wasn't he, he was, John? Yeah. He's told, no, doesn't matter. what Corporate hospitality don't count. Uh, you go to back of the queue and there's a great big waiting list. And that's wrong as well, by the way. I'm not saying... Just because Chelsea do it, it's right. Both both clubs are wrong. Um, I mean, what what's hard there is they they class that bowling bar as corporate, so yeah. there will be what we possibly call the non-business. There's a lot of non-business fans that that probably thought like the idea of having access to that bar, and then you know there were people in the West Lower that were being pushed out of their seats. Um, next to the tunnel at the bowling who possibly bought that so they could keep the same area that they sat in at the bowling and thought it'd be nice because there's a lot of older people perhaps that use that and obviously people with a bit more money but they're still out with the general it's not really proper corporate is it they're out with the general fans sitting next to the tunnel those seats either side so but they will be classed as corporate so if they wanted to give up that bowling bar they're being sold as well, then, aren't they? Back to the back yeah. of the queue. I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, a season ticket holder for me is a season ticket holder, whether they own a box or a, a, or a corporate package or then bowling bar seats. They should be entitled yeah. to go. They would have been season ticket holders for a long time at the bowling, probably, before buying that. Yeah, yeah, it's wrong. And I, I will talk to them. Right, two quick more things before we go to our question time. Um, we haven't got many games left, so I used a calculator called worldfootball.net table calculator, and it calculates. Where do you think? I, I put in realistic. I did this before, and I, and I had us finishing ninth. I, I put in realistic how many more points we're going to get and all the other permutations for all the other games. Where do you think I've calculated we're going to finish? Fourth, maybe. <laughs> no. Nigel? Uh, 11th. 13th. Ooh. 44 points, I think we have Two more on. draws. Two more draws. Is it? And 
Yeah, well, I think we're on. Are we on 43? Oh, I think one more, one draw. more draw. I think we're on 40, 43 already. I think one more draw. Um, just above Southampton in 14th place. Crystal Palace, I think, will overtake us on 45. Newcastle will overtake us on 47. Leicester City will be 10th on 48. Everton will be 9th on 52. Wolves will be 8th on 53. And Watford will be 7th, I believe, on 56. And just in case you're interested, I've got Liverpool winning by one point the league, which I know won't make you happy, John. Well, you're right. It doesn't make me happy. I don't want Liverpool to win it. What, why do you care out of Man City and Liverpool? Is it because Liverpool fans will just go on about it forever it's, and ever and ever? Is, is that the your problem? Liverpool thing. It's the whole media loving the everything about it. Yeah. I mean, and City, City are what they are. City are the equivalent club to what we were. Who's won the jackpot and good luck to yeah. them. But I Liverpool, they are. They are a world of plastic fans. They have this so-called, which is a nonsense atmosphere and all this sort of stuff and the media loving it. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry and some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard, fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One ear, he'd just it'd just be so hard work listening to the radio, watching the telly for months afterwards. So I hope City win it. Yeah. Okay. Nigel, do you think we can finish any better than thirteenth? Are you going to disagree? Oh, with I think my we can finish, finish, whether we will or not. I'm not sure. I mean, we could actually finish fifteenth, but I don't think we will. I, I, I see us finishing around eleventh or twelfth. But just to counteract that, John, I do, I do prefer Liverpool to win the title. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Ooh, I don't, I don't want... Uh, Man City were a club like us. Um, they're not anymore. Oh, well, they won the jackpot, same as Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, you just... Chelsea were winning it and winning it. You know, it, it's... I get, I, I get what you're saying about... With their fan base. They've, you know, they went down to the depths of despair. They sunk further than us and their fan base stuck with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Uh, and so, in a way, I get... Uh, it was nice to see them do what they did. But 
but you know now I think it's a bit it's a bit different and I would like to see Liverpool win it just to shake it up a bit and and you know I got what, a soft spot for, well look I've got a soft spot for Liverpool be you know I grew up watching Liverpool playing European games as a little kid and I was brought up to always cheer for the English clubs so, you know, I cheered for Liverpool in the European Cup. I cheered for Forest in the European Cup. I cheered for Villa in the European Cup. You know, and I was fairly happy when Tottenham won the UEFA Cup, to be fair. Um, I was only 14 at the time, so I didn't buy in. And my best mates were Tottenham fans, so I didn't buy into this hatred of of, of Tottenham that goes on. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the way it is. And... Liverpool were always a good team to watch try and play football as a footballing team. I don't buy into, you know, the, the stick they get. Sometimes their fan base, I think their fan base is quite a localised support still. I think oh, they've I still did, got I a heavy I, yeah, Liverpool. I don't agree with that. Yeah, the amount of times you go up to Anfield and you sit on that train. Yeah. Full of it's, London. And my my office is full of Liverpool, just, by the way. And my mate, I accept your 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 say, you know, of course. But you know that's pre pre Premier League time. Since the Premier League, they have just you know. Yeah, but I'll, I've I've just entertained two Americans. You know, I've just had you know as I said, I've just you know worked out that there's an American now who, in four years that I've known him, he spent more money than me in twenty five. That's yeah. the way of the world now, isn't it? Like it or not, you know, I've entertained them now. You know, years ago, you know, we did laugh in the box, you know, about the first time I heard of David Altsig and my comment about him. You know, David knows what I said about him. But, you know, you, you can change. When I recruited him from West Ham to die, you said... <laughs> I think I said to do the match report. I think I said, said, "What the fuck does a yank know sitting thirty thousand miles away about what's going on in the game?" I can't believe you've yes, done exactly that. What you said. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I exactly said. Anyway, come on, City. Anyway, let's <laughs> let's, let's move on. Um, the winners, the uh, West Ham Players Awards, are in two weeks' time at the Intercontinental uh, Intercontinental Hotel in the O2. Seven hundred and forty-two pounds to sit with a manager. Are we you two boys going? No. No, Joel. Um, Nigel, you're not pulling a, a fast one. No, we've lost him. Nigel's um, not pulling anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's probably gone away. Uh, I'll give you the highlights now. We did a Clarence Hugh poll, obviously. Uh, Hammer of the year by a landslide. Seventy nine percent will be Fabianski. And by 89%, he's going to win silent in the season. So save your money. Uh, you've got two awards now. Finally, before we go to the questions, John, I know this is one the both Southampton and the Premier League have turned down requests to move the Southampton game from 3 o'clock to 12.30 so people can go to Wembley as well. What's, what's your view on that? I'm personally glad that, that game isn't being moved. On what, on what grounds? On the grounds that uh, it's our last home game, made plans to do things, and good luck to the women's team and whatever they're going to do, but I'm not wanting to go to Wembley to see that game. And I don't yeah. think that if you if you say that there's 45, 50,000 people regularly turn up to the ground, maybe, what, 
4,000, maybe 5,000 would want to go. Why change everybody's... Well, interesting. We've asked, we've asked the question that if you... We've asked another poll, Clarence Hugh poll. We've asked if they put on a big screen after the game, would you stay and watch it? And that's about a 50-50. I'm not sure... I know the answer for you, John. Will you stay and watch the FA Cup final against Man City, the women's, on the big screen in the state? No, I won't. But I'll, I'll probably go no. supporters club and it'll probably be on there, wouldn't it? And I'll yeah, keep, an eye, you know, keep an eye or whatever. But In fact, we should ask the supporters but, club whether they you know, plan to be on Again, there's, it's got to be realistic. We, we got stuffed twice by City in this, in this thing, didn't they? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, let's be realistic about okay. it. So, uh, did you hear what I said? Um, West Ham have been rejected by the Premier League today after being rejected by Southampton to move the game. Oh, no. Were you one of the people who wanted it moved? Would you have gone to both? No, no, uh, no. I, I mean, this makes me laugh. People demand three o'clock Saturday kickoffs, yep. yeah? This is about our third Saturday three o'clock kickoff since January, and people are now going, "Oh, I want it moved." Yeah. All right. So, secondly, um, if we manage to get it put on on the big screen, will you stay in the stadium and watch it at the big screen? Um, I hope not. No, and we we're going to have a drink, aren't we? Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> That's what he just said. Hopefully, we talk to Donna. Well, me and John will be having a drink, then you can do it you like. I said we're probably not yeah, the sports club. Yeah, we're the sports club. Maybe anyway, get the supporters club to put it on. Oh yeah, yeah we we'll talk to Donna. Anyway, put tell them put it on in the big screen, and we'll sit on the deck. And if they can shout the score out at half time and at the end, we'll we be should all be right. able to drink. Um, Shouldn't you in your seat? I've been a bit harsh. I mean... Well, you're no um, lover of ladies' football. Let's be honest, right? Our, our German friend, EB, is actually coming over and he's going to go to the women's oh, game as well. Is he? Yeah. He's, he, he said he might meet us in the supporters' now, club before the now, game, but after the game, he's bolting away. Elephant in the room. You said I could ask you this before we move to Facebook, Twitter question time. Can we talk about the David Gold incident or not? We can brush over it if you want. Well, it ain't an incident, is it? You made it an incident, in my on, opinion. You tell the story but, so I don't taint it. Well, the, the, part of the package that was bought for the box, it then got alluded that they've a visit from a chairman of the club comes with the package. To which point, I think I said from the start, look, if he walks in, I'm walking out. Um, because I, I couldn't stand there. And if he starts talking and wanting questions and whatever... And not and not pull him up on some of the stuff that he said over the years. Um, you know he doesn't tweet me back anymore, <laughs> even though he still follows me. Strangely yeah. enough, um, so out of res- and I, I, the reason for walking out is, as I'm, I, it was a guest of, of a friend in front of people that that don't know me and maybe would think what what is this idiot going on about I, probably, I thought it would be disrespectful to John and the fact that we were guests for me to stand there and do it so the easiest thing to be was if he walks in I walk out and he walked in and I walked out and he was there for about 20 minutes you kept on looking at me well he wouldn't bloody leave would he you know and you think you know he was there with his brother normally, Ralph wasn't he who I, I didn't realize yeah, who it I was mean, to begin with. Did he, did he mention the word poverty? No, no, but what poverty. he did, he said, oh, no. I don't want to make enemies of you in case we have another war with 
that's what he actually said to the to the Americans. He went, "Oh, I don't want to be. We don't want to be uh, in another war with you. So I want to keep you sweet, you Americans." Um, which right did it get point out that we ain't had a war with America since like seventeen seventy six? To be rude. All oh, right, but he did go on. He didn't talk about four four two living at four four two. He didn't go on about um, oh. living in poverty, but he did talk about you know how it's amazing that you know he, they've flown over for the game and how it was a global game and what a wonderful stadium it was and yeah, think things. Did he say all that wonderful stadium he stuff? Did, did he? Yeah, he did, did he? talk about the stadium. See, that, see, and that's the thing. I couldn't have stood there and and not pointed out to him that perhaps the fan base don't see it or perhaps a big size of the fan base. I don't know if we know if it's a majority or not, and I wouldn't like to claim a majority, but a big sizable chunk of the fan base see through the lies of what they said before the move. Yeah. Well, so I, I, the easiest thing for me to do was to stand yeah, outside. Well, I didn't get involved in the conversation. Much to no, your I didn't get involved in the conversation either, nor did Ian Dale um, or the other English guy was it Derek. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Derek, so yeah. we sort of stood in the corner, three English people in the corner. You were outside, and he spoke to the Yanks, and and they they obviously loved it. Um, and he just wanted to talk about America, and great. It was part of their package, and I I, I thought. I personally, and I know I got you in trouble by tweeting this out, but I thought you were a man of principle in walking out anyway. But I know you got a bit of grief on social media saying it was disrespectful. By the way, unless he's listening to this, David Gold had no idea that it was a one-man protest. So uh, just finishing that, David Gold was completely unaware of your one-man protest, so no harm was done. Anyway, I think it's time for this. It's Facebook, Twitter, question time, where you, the listeners, all eight of you, get to ask us, the presenters, some questions. Take it away. Uh, we've got more than eight, I'll just point that out. So we've done well this year. Oh. I mean, what? how many other podcasts can claim that, you know, they've increased their, their size of listeners by over 100%? So, oh, are we, we worthy in an award? Perhaps we should put ourselves up for podcast yeah. of the year. But more than just a podcast, more oh, than right. just a podcast. Yeah, no, we, we wouldn't yes. do that because self-praise is no praise. But yeah, and, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Hey. Uh, Richard Dodds, Dodsey, he's back from uh, New Zealand. Well, he's not back, he's still there, but he hasn't bothered with Kiora because he's gone probably too late now. You're not talking about no, trouble. Just I haven't commented for a while, but about to go on Friends Reunited and dating websites due That's to the fact Miriam's fallen out with me. And now only talks to Sean. Only the once, Dodds. And it, you know, it was only out of politeness he did it, to be fair. Uh, I've heard the new song for the carpet is very funny. What are the lyrics? Uh, now, I wrote about this today. One well, carrying you. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I put the lyrics and a video up. Let me just quickly go to Clarence you to sing it to you, because I'm sure you'll want it. It goes... We've got a carpet, a claret carpet. I, I just don't think you understand. Delivered by a man in a transit van. We've got claret carpet all together. Yeah, well done. Ed Hughes, I'm still <laughs> yeah, positive. Yeah. This season has been better than last. If VAR was in this year, we'd be eight points plus points higher. 
possibly. No, I don't think is it true? is because what people fail to realise is is that if if a penalty hadn't been awarded against Man United, the game would have continued from a different point, and so the time continuum would have actually shifted. So we may not have scored a goal. So actually, you can't say that because the penalty was scored okay. and the ball was moved to the centre spot and the game was kicked off from there, not from the edge of the penalty area. So passes that were made were different, if you get me drift. Plus, they're only looking at goals that have been scored against us and not goals that we've possibly scored. With me? If you say so. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so, Hick Chidurchi. Who thinks we'll win at Spurs this weekend? I do. Good luck, Hick. As long as Brighton don't pull off a massive upset tonight, we have the opportunity to become the first team to win at the new ground, just like we were at the Emirates. That would make up for a disappointing end of season. Dan Perry, with an investment of 25 million in the currently squad, with the current squad and with big investments expected from Leicester and Wolves in the summer, I would say we are certain to finish in the bottom half of the table next year. Would you agree? I would. Would you agree? Yeah, no. so if we don't invest, the funny thing is the less positions we get, the less money they've got to invest, but technically the lower we finish, the more money we need to make the team better. Still, that's great. That's Davonomics, I'll tell you. Uh, Taffy Wallback, thanks for posting before I'm off to bed. Did any of you go to the game? And as it looks so-so on the TV here, is there any talk of a new kit design? There's loads of talk. We don't know what that's doing. Does the away cat? Does the away kit sell that well? I don't know. It could have been Shedman who asked a few weeks back where I'm living. And yes, it's in China. I did ask. So he's eight hours in it of use, guys. Well done, Taffy. He does live in China. Nick Harvey, good to see Nigel stand outside the box protest when goal turned up. No doubt offer yet more platitudes. Is it me or are there some elements of the carpet simply amateurish? It, that, and he's supplied a picture in which it does look a bit funny. Um, VAR can't come soon enough as far as I'm concerned, but we will still find key decisions going against us. My prediction of 13th place is looking good, which considering the investment last summer has to be looked at as a major disappointment. Again, not calling for Pellegrini out, but next season we've got the show we're prepared to do the hard work against the teams outside the top six. As always, Brady out. Uh, the maid Marion himself. Am I one of the few who thought the carpet looked tacky? Uh, I think they used glue, actually, than tax. But anyway, with the club now producing two versions of the match day program, two versions of the match day program, didn't know that. And many are sold at a, a normal sold out fixture. I'm told they only sell about three to four thousand programs a game now. It's not doing too well. Finally, moral dollar, if you will. If you had received four tickets for Spurs away instead of the two you had bought, would you have telephoned the ticket office to tell them that they had made a mistake and then would you have handed them back to a rather uninterested member of the ticket office last Saturday? No. But, all right. Well, basically, what it sounds like is Merrion got sent four tickets for Tottenham instead of two. And like the good man that Merrion is, he gave two back to the club. But anyway... I can hand on art say, Miriam, not on your life would I have done that. I'd have punted them out to mates as quick as anything. So that says more about my morals than perhaps others. Right, Gary Prince. Yeah, you do that. Gary Prince. 
since the new board took over uh, nine years ago, our saviours have had to endure nine seasons of mediocrity at its best, getting at least 48 points in the Premier League just once. What do you put this down to? Uh, uh, A lack of proper investment and a strategy. Yeah, yeah. Paul Turner, congrats, Nigel, walking out of the box on Saturday when Satan walked in and shone on defending Nigel. Uh, Cheers for that, Paul. Anthony Brown, after being on the wrong end of another offside decision on Saturday, are you looking forward to VAR next season or do you think that these things generally, even out over a season, should be left alone? Um, Charlie Fawkes with Adrian seemingly on his way I'd like to say that I forgive him for all his inconsistencies for that moment in the penalty shootout with Everton when he threw his I think it's his gloves not clubs to the ground before scoring the winning goal such a great statement of confidence I think I must have got into the head of the Everton keeper yeah that was probably his finest moment in the West Ham shirt yeah Chris White, if the board have now moved the goalposts to suggest next level is mid-table, is it fair to suggest they can take us no further? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. They can take us no further. And then it's got to be looked at. Do we accept that? Or do we cause Mary or and try and get them... Well, for me, I think that's the problem. The the time to complain was before we moved. It's too late doing it now. We're here. They can't bankroll it. There's not a queue of people to buy the club. What are we going to do? Oh, here we go. Craig Edwards, he noticed at the Leicester game. Is, is he talking? Because this is, this is, this is heaven. Because people... I can't hear him. This is great. I cannot hear Sean. I hope this really comes out because I cannot hear a word he's saying. (laughs) So I love it. I'll crack on. Craig Edwards has put up both Claret and Blue covers, uh, which has given me the um, as a programme collector because I've only got the Claret one and not the Blue one. He said, but the same programme, different covers. Is this a new market employer to get collectors to spend double? Or was it an unbeknown programme anniversary of some type? Basically, Craig, if he didn't know, it was officially Claret and Blue Saturday to welcome in the carpet. No, it wasn't. Or, or, if, or if we're going to tell the truth, I'm sure Sean's going to butt in. Uh, it actually, the club had a load of gear they wanted yeah. shifting and couldn't get rid of it. And it now, 70% sadly, off, I can hear Sean in my ear while we've talking <laughs> Damn you. Yeah, it's reconnected. I'm back again. 70%, oh. it was about shifting all the old stock, which is... Yeah. Uh, of- hence, hence why the box holder's got a free scarf and shirt. <laughs> well, I got two scarves, but there you go. Did, did you not notice the price on the shirt was 35 quid, even though that day they were selling them for 25 quid? Yeah, oh well. There you go. Ian Banks, importantly, did the carpet look good? It was amazing. That, Ian, I think, amazing. I'm not saying amazing, but it did look good. Worth every, uh, every part of 300 yeah. grand. Uh, Joseph <laughs> I should bet these uh, says is is Nigel still wearing his full kit in the shed tonight uh, and he's kindly put up the picture off of Twitter yeah. of me Dave and John in my shed me with Splendent but can I just point out that the shorts were uh, Umbro shorts but with the old badge because they're from about 10 years ago I'm still slim enough to fit in them yeah, did you wear socks as well? I did. No, I didn't wear socks. 
And just to go back, I know you couldn't hear me earlier, but uh, West Ham met with the kit manufacturer today and the meeting with the OSB about the kit design. Nearly 3,000 people finished the survey, which is going to help create the, the kit for... Um, 2020 to 2021 uh, season. Yeah, right. Nick Stanley, I'll move on. Uh, in trying to increase viewership of the women's game, is there no way of moving the Southampton game to earlier on a Sunday? We've done this, Nick. You yeah. moan about three o'clock kickoffs. We've got a three o'clock kickoff. I'm afraid, you know, that's the way of the world. If you want to support Rush Green ladies, they're over in Wembley. Uh, if you want to support West Ham United, a few hours, we, we know where they'll be. I'm going to ignore Sean. I can still hear him. <laughs> can you imagine if the women win the cup and bring it out pre-game or at half-time at the Southampton game? Well, right, well, that would be a bit hard because they're playing after Nick. Half past five, yeah. <laughs> and, and Nick continues the theme of his usual hashtag. Instead of where's the carpet, Nick quite rightly points out hashtag where's the rest of the carpet? Because obviously there's a few green bits, Sean. What's going are, on with that? Well, do you know what? I've asked that and I, I said, is this, because this was a trial, right? They wanted to put it down because um, obviously it's going to be ripped up after the Southampton game again. They wanted to trial it. And I've asked the question to the club, is it finished? And they went, we'll look into it and get back to you. So they don't know if it's finished or not either. Dear, oh dear. Darren Kitchen, is Nigel still standing on the balcony? <laughs> no, Darren, I did come in, uh, made uh, made a poor taste joke about David Gold um, that I thought was funny. But, it wasn't uh, funny. But nobody else seems to think was. Uh, and it's something to do about David Gold and a sweepstake. Um, but yeah, anyway. it was not funny at all. It was really enjoyable days. <laughs> well, you know, a few people laughed anyway. Uh, Chris Hooper, we're going backwards. When was the last time we had a decent 20 goals a season striker? Dean Ashton, from since the board, or Bellamy, probably, but he, I don't think he got 20 goals. Since the board have been there, they've promised the world and delivered nothing. World-class team, you're having a laugh. A few years ago, Spurs weren't that far in front of us. Now they're years ahead. On, on revenue, years. they certainly are. Uh, super Tim Sharman, Luke's dad, says, are you going Tottenham? I am. Uh, no, I, I, I did the despicable thing of allowing someone else to have my ticket. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How uh, come? Uh, I don't really want to go there and look right. at their lovely stadium, right. to be enough. fair. Um, uh, Matthew Kemp, Slav was crucified for issues over fitness and the distance covered by his team during games, yet a report in the Stun shows West Ham under Pellegrini second from bottom in the distance covered in games. Is that right? I'm just bringing it up. So it's saying here that West Ham have only ran 66.5 miles average per game. Um, as, as the whole I, team. I don't know if that's true. Cardiff for bottom with 64.7. Uh, Man United, though, are just above us on 66.9. Um, Arsenal were top with 71.3. Okay. Uh, as Mike Reed would say, run around. <laughs> uh, that's it for 
Facebook, not for Twitter though, because hold up, bear with me, Pete. Well, hang out. By the way, on the Super Six, I can't believe this, and I know Ian Dale said no one listens to Super Six, and and I think he's right. Uh, but <laughs> I forgot to put my Super Six in at the weekend, and we're sitting in the box, and I say to Nigel, Nigel, if you've done your Super Six, and he goes, Oh no! And literally ten minutes before, he does it, and then after we kick off and I realise I haven't done mine. Yeah, so basically Sean don't want to talk about Super 6, but, he but I'm still, still 10 points and 10 yeah, points ahead. Points still still we probably yeah. won't have time to do Super 6, no. but we'll Good. do it Good. next week. Uh, so, same thing, question was asked on Twitter. Uh, a big friend of the show, Belinda Kekikakatis, who takes me miss saying her name with great jest. Saturday's game, should I say it in Greek? She sounds Greek. Hello, Matty Pips. A Saturday's game. The weather was a lovely. A Piranha's goal on oh side. Carpet very plush. A did midfield was shocking, no. And overrun. No ideas, Matty Pips. I get a good tan, though. Apologies. That, for is, any that was Belinda. I'm telling you, in my head, that's what Belinda sounds like. But oh. anyway, thanks for that, Belinda. <laughs> Gary Lawrence, who's a mate of yours, Sean, isn't he? He's on the SP. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it, even though he doesn't say that on here. Uh, I saw this week we are second bottom from the table from yards covered. We've just done this. Is a question of attitude and fitness among the existing squad notes they don't run around? Or do we need younger, hungrier, faster legs drafted in the summer? And he's not having a dig at Mark Noble. Uh, David Baker, uh, a friend of yours, Sean. <laughs> he's on the SB's chair. The when does 2 plus 2 equal 5? Seems it does on some Twitter feeds over the last few days. Uh ooh. Uh, <laughs> I think he's talking about I know what the, he's uh, talking about. Yeah. So, uh, Woody, uh, this is our friend Woody, is it? Or is it Nutty Amers fan? Oh, no, this is Amers fan. Oh, yeah, that's Amers fan 05547, whatever. Oh, I never know. Yeah, <laughs> there's more Woodies than we know. But anyway, how good is our defence? We speak earlier, Zabaleta, Diop, Balbuen and Fabianski. Yeah, our defensive record is poor. Could be something to do with the midfield. Are they overrated or just inconsistent? If they are good enough as we think, shouldn't Pellegrini be able to make them tick? Yes. He then goes on and says, will inconsistency make the transfer window harder? Snodgrass, Antonio, Masuaku all seem set to leave, but are currently playing well. Nasri has been impressive, but he's always injured. Hernandez's stats are pretty good, but don't seem to fit the system. Thanks for that. Amos fan, would he? Uh, our friend and yours, Canyon Town, Leonard. Yes. Do you ever wonder what West Ham would be like if Tony Fernandez's group took over instead of Golden Sullivan? Yeah, we would be in absolute ruin. And I, I, you I have no that. way of knowing that. Yeah, he he. Do you know what? Let's. T- he took them to financial ruin. He didn't have enough money. He hasn't even got enough money. Right. He became a QPR fan overnight. His money is tied up in Asia Air. He's, that, that stock has gone down and down and down. He's put QPR in debt. And last year, they settled for FFP fine, the biggest one ever, of £43 million they were fined for breaching FFP. That was a settlement in the end. So but that's because it went wrong. But his money, his money might have gone right at West Ham. No, you borrowed the money. No, no, no. You can say lots of other things, but don't say to me Tony Fernandez because he would have ruined this club more than the Biscuit Barons did. So would he have sold our spiritual home and moved us into a stadium that's not fit for purpose? But he it looks probably would have, He probably would have done it like a shot and, and made a 
more of a hash of it. You, you look. I'm not saying our owners are perfect, but don't talk to me about Tony Fernandez. More of a hash. Sorry, Len. Sorry, Len. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Woody, do you think the lack of local and British players in our squad affects how much the players care about playing and how motivated they are for matches against lesser clubs? I do believe that, actually, that we, we, I think you should have a British core running through the team. Dave Lambourne, hope you are well. Can we discuss the transfer budget? Not really. Are we in a situation where we need to sell our best players to spend the equivalent of our nearest rivals? Yes. Will that spend send us back to relegation scrap next year? Discuss. Uh, it's a it's a bit of an unknown. I mean, we've got to be canny with our money, I think. But it's a bit. Of an well, the story is that we finished. They budgeted for twentieth. Yeah. Uh, for tenth would give us twenty million. The twenty-five million figure came if we finished seventh. Yeah. It looks like we're going to finish below what 13th, they've budgeted yeah. for. So, does that mean there's less money? The strange anomaly for me is that the lower you finish, the more money you need. Where in using well, Davonomics, the latest figure coming out this week is it might be up to about thirty million. Plus, right, well, plus whatever income. Plus whatever. Yeah. Right. Mike Colston, what do the lads think of the massive conflict of interest of the meetings between the chairs of the OSB and Whistler on Saturday? <laughs> do you think the OSB are trying to infiltrate our only independent supporters association, whatever you think of them, on behalf of Brady? Cheers. No. No, no. I look, don't look, believe look. that. David met with John. They had a beer. They've met a few times before. It was nothing big. Uh, I don't think anyone even knew it was going to happen. Maybe it was a bit off the cuff. I met with another uh, WISA member uh, as I was required to because I've applied to be a committee member and I was required to sign a code of conduct and I was uh, uh, supposed to be interviewed. I met him for all of three minutes. His name's Lou. Uh, We shook hands. I signed a piece of paper and... And he asked me a few questions of, you know, what why I wanted to join with. And that was it. That was, I know it's been billed as a, a bloodless coup and everything. I'm afraid to, sorry to, to spoil everyone. It, it was n- not as grandiose as, as people were suggesting. And, and I've got, I've got a feeling my Thursday West Ham till I die column may be this now. Oh, right. I'm not what it was going to be. <laughs> Fine. I think I need to. Yeah, um, I think that would be good. I yeah. think that article that I threatened to write when I walked out. Um, I think the truth now needs telling yeah. about why we did what we did and yeah. we're doing what we do. Uh, T Holland, uh, uh, Tim's your uncle, so I'm guessing it's Tim Holland. Um, where do you think we'll finish come the end of the season? Sean's done that. He thinks thirteenth. Yeah. Do you think we'll realistically be able to keep old Declan Rice? Yes, I do. I think Stuart Slater, didn't we cover Declan Rice with Stuart we Slater? Did, yeah. And he said he would only leave the club if the club wanted to sell him. He will not leave the club. He will not push for a move. Yeah. We also met uh, uh, Mark Phillips at the end of the day, didn't we? Uh, who in Stuart Slater introduced us to Mark Phillips, who had a lot to do with yeah, the youth. had a lot to do and, with the youth. Uh, and with Declan Rice and with uh, Holland. And, uh, and Did you not think Mark was a lovely, humble man? He was, actually. Yeah. First time no, I- yeah. First time I met Mark, and he seemed a very passionate West Ham fan and a very humble man. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a pleasure to meet and chat yeah. with, with Mark, yeah. and I'm glad um, Stuart introduced yeah. us to him. Yeah. Um, 
PM Ryder said, oh, lastly, sorry, uh, Timmy Olland says, Shedman, can you tell Snodgrass and Anderson to stop fanning around with the free kicks? I did, to be fair to me, on Saturday, but I'm not sure they heard me. Um, whose role is it at the club to oversee finances where uh, our wages are overinflated compared to the spuds? $14 million is spent on agents' fees and a stadium move, which has brought li- little to the bottom line. Isn't it about time we moved on from the 1980s car crash mentality? That's by PM Ryder, mm. who goes on to say, any chance of getting SW, I think that's you, uh, to discuss the budget in terms of player amortizations, that's a long word for me, PM, yeah. uh, yeah. Amor- yeah, fuck it, rather than net spend for once. Yeah. I'm guessing for this season, it's about the 51 million mark. If no. I could pronounce the word, I might know what he means. Sean Gorn. So, so the person in charge is Andy Mullet. He's the CFO, although obviously he takes direction from the board, which includes Karen Brady in particular, David Sullivan, who sets the wages and the bills. But the CFO is the person in charge of the finance. Andy Mullet, by the way, his name is. So um, to answer your question, right? So so what, what everybody does to amortise uh, players... You don't buy them all up front. You you buy them and then you you depreciate the value as an asset over a period of time. Okay, so so it means that if you buy um, Philippe Anderson for forty five million, you're probably paying for him over four years. In fact, that money uh, is often paid over four years as well to Lazio. So so we spread the cost of players over. Now that's all. In, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. That's all in the accounts. Uh, but it is around about um, the depreci- depreciation we pay on these players that amortised is about fifty million pound a year. Uh, but obviously, the more you spend, the more that amount goes up. And after a big spend up, like we did in the summer '89, that has gone up significantly. And we'll see how it is on on the next accounts. But yeah, and is that is that widening the 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 so called transfer? Kitty for next season could possibly be yes on the slim side. Yes, yeah, yeah. So basically, it's all to do with we don't earn enough money. Yes, basically. Right, Peter Edgecombe. Yeah. Uh, thanks, for that, Sean. Very uh, interesting. Uh, now we have the carpet. Can you give us your top three vacuum cleaners? And is the electric for the final chosen cleaner included in the rent? Good job, lads. Uh, top three vacuums. I've always had an Henry, even though once I had an Henrietta, which was, you know, my missus thought it'd be funny and I had to run around with a pink over. But anyway, it still sucks well. Um, I, I've heard good things about the shark. I'm not sure. As a kid, we uh, we, we, we just had an Electrolux. I'm, I'm not a lover of these facts, I must admit. Or not Vax, the uh, Dyson. Dyson, you're not a Dyson man, are you? Not a Dyson man. I, no. I've, I've got a Vax, but I do, I do like a bit of Dyson. Oh, do you? Yeah. Is the suction good on Dyson? Oh, it's it's excellent. Over and above the Henrietta? I, 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 I've never had a Henry or a Henrietta, so I don't oh, know. Right. Oh, right. No, well, you know, that is what the cleaning hang companies on, generally on. use. This is not a vacuum cleaning podcast. We're going to oh, have to no. move on. We'll move yeah. on. Uh, Tony Clark... Uh, yup, yup, the American, whoop, whoop, whatever we say to Americans, high five. Uh, 
even though Tone, can I point out, we were discussing your podcast in the box because we were with Americans explaining to them. But I did explain to them that Paolo Di Canio did not score 100 goals, so we can't score 100 plus goals like Paolo Di Canio. Um, we've already run more than three trophies, so we can't go from three to four and then four to five. But apart from that, Tone, I do love listening to your show now. Rapid fire, no need for massive details. Best non-London away day, Sean. Best what? Non-London um, away day. I guess. I, I mean, I must admit, I, I like Anfield. I like Old Trafford. Um, I'm going to go Old Trafford, actually. With with the whole day up on the train and everything. Actually, no, I'm going to change it. My favourite away day, and it's shame George isn't here, or John, is Portsmouth. <laughs> Portsmouth. Yeah, we had a cracking time at Portsmouth. All right. Crappiest ground in the world. I, I nearly got thrown out of there. Um, and I got rescued by West Ham fans. The police steamed right. into me. And we stayed in, we stayed in a budget inn, three of us, what? for 14 quid. <laughs> oh, you only lived down the road. I know, but we stayed because we were drinking. And we stayed in a budget inn opposite the ground that cost us 14 quid. And literally, the, the bud beds were so high, my head hit the uh, the ceiling there was a smoke detector and at three o'clock in the morning the smoke detector and the fire alarm went off it was one of those places all right no need for massive details i mean for me i've always enjoyed newcastle or sunderland even though i got beat up in sunderland in 1990 i think or 91 it was uh so that weren't too clever at roker park uh worst away day worst away day um yeah Reading once. Uh, <laughs> was it the six nil one? Well, I, I can't remember the one, but we we got there really late, and then we missed the first half. And then by the time we got there, we were like, I think you're right. We were like two or three nil down. Yeah, we, didn't want to, we made all this, so we missed most of the first half. We were already three, two, three nil down, and then we decided not really to stay. So we made all this effort, and it was myself and George was a complete waste of time. Uh, yeah, worst away day for me. Called so many to choose from. Uh, I, I went to the Bolton FA Cup game in 2006. That was nil nil, and but I made the mistake of going by coach. And God, that was tiresome. Um, going on a West Ham coach away. I went six nil Man United. That was pretty desperate under Roda. Um. Yeah, I've too many to mention. To be fair, Granger dying to see. Let's move on. We've lost Josh. Sure. We? Yeah. <laughs> Have you been out to Europe? Best day out. Oh, have I been out to Europe? Not for a West Ham game, no. All right. Oh, I went to Palermo, but believe me, there was nothing great about no, that. No, no. Uh, Joe Felix uh, sounds Brazilian. West Ham should aim for eighth. They should, but they're not. Yeah. Squad is nowhere near ready for Europe. Need to put a good $30 million, he says, into the defence. Can hopefully sell Arnie, Bonner, Perez. Less Carroll's wages to be found. The next season, hopefully, rebuild strikers and truly go for it. But the only issue is how long will Felipe, Declan, and if he returns to form, Lanzini wait for the squad to be a constant uh quality. Bigger issue is that the clubs around us are getting better coaches, less than more money. Watford and Wolves putting it together and Everton 
and Darren Bow to finish up. Always a great show, lads. Quick question. If we were given the opportunity to get a full refund on Anderson, should the board take it? Sean, should we sell Anderson if we make a profit? If we make a profit, significant profit, I would take it, yeah. Right, okay. Right. And therefore, that ends. Thank God for that. Uh, Right, quickly, predictions. Yeah, I predict that Ryan Smith is third and 490. Paul Disley's 490. Lee Davis looks like he's going to be the winner. And Lee, if you're listening, you do win a prize. Excellent. Uh, uh, the, the Pontiff himself, Simon Pope, won prizes for the World Cup. You no win a prize. No listening. Right. Well, they are. Right. Well, okay. Not according to Ian Bell, they're not. That's uh, sure. And I agree. Um, predictions for Spurs. No, Draw one all. I'll go for a one-nil loss. <laughs> it's not often no. I predict loss. Uh, that's it. I have been Sean. John has been here but gone. Uh, George has been uh, uh, leaving. Do and Nigel has been uh, here. Yeah, yeah, technically here. We've been technically challenged tonight. I don't know yeah. why. Um, but hey, let's see if we can edit this whole thing together and see if it works. Do you think we get away with it? I'm not sure. This week we will. Come on, you irons. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 